Team Buck, happy almost Thanksgiving, the Wednesday, November 24th edition of the show. Okay, we've got some updates on the Waukesha mass murder by vehicle of Brooks, uh, Daryl Brooks. We'll get into that. Uh, we also have Biden putting in a trucker vaccine mandate at international borders. De Blasio now saying in New York City there will be an MTA vaccine mandate. Want to ride a bus, the subway, vax passport time. And the Dollar Tree store is soon to become the Dollar 25 store. Thanks, Joe Biden. And maybe some closing uh, Thanksgiving thoughts to send you all off for the uh, holiday. And don't forget, I am in on Friday on radio, so please do tune in. I'll be on for three hours. Clay taking the day off. I'll be manning the uh, the ship myself. So uh, please, please do tune in 12 Eastern this Friday, Black Friday show. I'll be doing it myself. For hardworking Americans, finding health care can be an expensive struggle. It can feel like you don't really have any choice at all. That's why I'm introducing our friends at One Share Health. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they're a nonprofit dedicated to helping thousands of Americans find affordable health care and support their members' communities through charity and volunteer missions. Their ACA-exempt programs are perfect for small business owners, the self-employed, or anyone who's just fed up with the broken traditional health care system. Don't worry about ridiculous Obamacare mandates or penalties. Get the most out of your hard-earned money with health care for just $115 a month for you or $239 for your family. Get $75 off your enrollment fee right now when you use promo code BUCK. Call 833-230-4455 now or go to OneShareHealth.com for a fast quote in seconds. That's 833-230-4455 or OneShareHealth.com with promo code BUCK. That's promo code B-U-C-K for your special offer. Live well, pay less, see how much you'll save, and put the freedom of choice back in your hands. All right. Now we have... The situation as is exactly as I expected it would be uh, with the case of the mass murder. They keep referring to it as a parade accident or a parade vehicular incident. No, no, it is a mass murder by vehicle of a Christmas parade. It was intentional. There's been a press conference now where they've told everybody, look, it's it's very clear this guy, uh, it's very clear that the person in custody here, Brooks, decided that he was going to drive around barriers. He was going to drive around barriers and uh, and run over as many people as possible. So I'm just here to say we got to understand uh, that Daryl Brooks wasn't and I knew this from the beginning, but wasn't fleeing some other scene and just happened to start running over people. That's a lie. That was not credible when they said it. It is total BS. This was intentional mass murder where the killer wanted a maximum death toll. It is absolutely not fleeing from another event. Okay, Brooks wasn't evading some other incident. That was utter bullcrap. Some of us knew it at the time. He intentionally murdered as many people as possible. Now we're left to ask why. And I think the Democrat apparatus is going to delay that as long as possible because there's a lot of explicitly, viciously anti-white, anti-Semitic, anti-Trump stuff all over this guy's social media presence. 
I mean, if, if you had a white person who had done this to a parade that was overwhelmingly African-Americans, right? If, if, if this were some kind of a march, uh, if this were, let's say this was a, 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 an actual peaceful BLM protest and a white guy with a history of saying that he is a, an utter racist who hates people of other races ran over intentionally as many people as possible at that BLM uh, protest or that, that BLM rally, the media wouldn't hesitate for a second to say that this was a white nationalist attack. This was the worst thing that had happened since 9-11. This is all the all the analysis would be aligned with that right away. They would not delay. They would go right to it. And so you have to wonder, what does it take for them now? What do we have to know before they are willing uh, to say that this may have been a racially motivated attack. Sure, this guy's crazy. He's a criminal. He shouldn't have been out on bail. And this is highlighting the left-wing lunacy of we don't want to punish people for too long, even for violent crimes. We don't want people to have to be held in detention until they have to see a judge. Let's let everybody out right away. This is crazy. And you're seeing it with the destruction of law and order in major American cities where they'll run into a store in San Francisco, they'll run into these places and steal everything in sight, knowing that they're very unlikely, the criminals are very unlikely to face any serious consequences for any of it, right? They know that. I mean, in San Francisco, if it's less than $950, you're not going to be arrested. Not going to be arrested. Well, that's pretty important information for someone to have, isn't it? I mean, isn't that that's pretty powerful stuff to know you won't be arrested in San Francisco unless you take basically over a thousand dollars of stuff. You're just going to get a citation. Who cares? So, yes, uh, Daryl Brooks shouldn't have been out on bail. We all know that. But why did he do this? And I've seen this before. When the left was always doing their sympathizing with and their hypersensitivity around uh, jihad and jihadism, when there would be some guy who was engaged in a terror attack, who was Muslim, who was yelling Allahu Akbar, who had a history of extremist posting and said, we don't know if this was a terror attack. And they would wait and wait and wait. I'll never forget. I, I actually was on. They brought on some a retired LAPD sergeant you know, it was a woman. Uh, that's all I really recall about uh, about who the other person was. Um, and uh, an African-American female LAPD sergeant retired. I don't remember her name. Otherwise, it's her name. They brought the, both of us on. And I said, and I don't even remember the attack. I said, this most recent guy yelling Allahu Akbar and stabbing everybody with a knife and saying he's doing this for the jihad. I'm pretty sure he's a jihadist. The other uh, panelist or the other analyst on TV with me immediately, I, I don't... I. She was in law enforcement, but had no background in terrorism anyway, uh, immediately said that's not we don't know that we don't know that. And then about uh, 30 minutes after that hit, the FBI finally came out because it had been a few days and said, yeah, no, it was terrorism. So which was obvious, but I actually felt badly for the other analyst at some level because she looked so foolish. But she was playing her part. CNN wanted someone to go on TV to say, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. They delay it as long as possible. They hope that the news cycle is overtaken by other things. Because, you know, how many people even remember? We, we, you hear about January 6th in the Democrat media every five minutes. 
How many people remember that there was a shooting and and an attempted mass assassination of conservative members of Congress a few miles from the Capitol building by a Bernie Sanders supporter? How many people know his name? How many people remember that incident? Very few. Why? Because the media decided that it wasn't important for people to focus on or think about for more than a day or two. And they're going to try the same thing with this. Now, was this domestic terrorism or was this just essentially an anti-white hate crime by Daryl Brooks? That, you know, there's some component of this that I can't answer definitively. And if I thought I could, I would tell you. But we don't actually know. But could it be that this was a mass casualty hate crime attack uh, by Daryl Brooks? Yes. Could it be this was in response to the Kenosha verdict of Kyle Rittenhouse and a combination of Brooks being angry about things? There's always, you know, many factors. Anybody who does anything bad, you can start talking about their childhood. You can start talking about their disappointments in life. I mean, there's always many factors. But what was going through the mind when you're talking about the mens rea, when you're talking about the criminal state of mind issue during an attack? What is the primary motivators, which you have to go with? What really pushed this and made this something, a, a horrible uh, mass murder that actually now the, the state of Wisconsin and the whole country has to deal with and try to recover from? So this is the way the media does things. They view this as not a story that is helpful to their overall narrative of when I say the media, I mean the Democrat corporate media. Of white supremacy is the biggest uh, challenge and danger to America right now and that we have to constantly sit around and be terrified that we're not spending enough time, enough of a focus on race and race issues. And so and and of course, there's no such thing as anti-white racism. Very important. The left. No such thing as animus or anti-white racism. That's not allowed to even be talked about. That can't be a thing because white males particularly are the oppressors. They cannot be somebody who in any way suffers for their skin color because people don't like them or because society is constantly attacking whiteness as a concept, which they are doing on the left all the time. Racial Marxists are trying to pull us apart. But this is why they delay and delay. Sometime next week, you'll start to see, well, there were a lot of factors in this attack, but Maybe the fact that Daryl Brooks in Waukesha, you know, yeah, he he actually he had true anti-white animus and this was some kind of hate crime attack. But many things going on. They'll they'll just let it law enforcement, the people involved here, they'll just let it slip out sometime next week. You'll see among many factors. Yeah, he wanted to kill as many white people as possible. That's a likely motivation assessment in my opinion and you'll probably hear them say that next week sometime all right taking a break from that and uh, news and all the rest of it for a moment here why why do just four companies control 80 percent of the u.s meat industry because big food crushes the little guy help change that with moinkbox.com moink delivers grass-fed beef and lamb pastured pork and chicken and wild-caught alaskan salmon right to your door helping family farms become financially independent Moink meat is even free of antibiotics and hormones. It's restaurant quality steaks can't be bought at the store. That's why I choose to have Moink delivered to my home. Seriously, I actually tasted the difference. Moink is so much fresher than what you're usually going to get in a grocery store. Once you try Moink, you'll see what I'm talking about. Join the Moink meat movement. 
Go to moinkbox.com slash buck right now. My listeners will get free bacon for a year. It's one of the best bacons you'll ever taste. You'll love it. Only for a limited time, though. Spelled M-O-I-N-K, moinkbox.com slash buck. That's moinkbox.com slash buck. All right, so we have other things to get to today as well. You may have seen there is a Biden trucker mandate going to go into effect. This just goes to show you that my theory about Democrats, that they do the exact wrong thing, especially for the economy, but they do the exact wrong thing and then act like it's surprising when things go badly. Uh, (laughs) This is, oh, we've got... Too many people want to come into America legally. Let's make it easier for them to come across the southern border. Right? They do exactly the wrong thing at the wrong time. And this is the latest in the Biden administration in that regard. President Joe Biden will require essential, here we go, non-resident uh, travelers crossing U.S. land borders, such as truck drivers, government and emergency first uh, response officials, to be fully vaccinated beginning January 22nd. Senior administration officials said the requirement, which the White House previewed in October, brings the rules for essential travelers in line with those that took effect for leisure travels. Okay, so now we're going to have truck drivers checked at the border for their vaccine, not illegal aliens. They don't have to get they don't have to get the shot. They get let into the United States because they shouldn't even be here, but they're let in legally. They should not even be on U.S. soil. They don't have to get the shot. I mean, why don't we just say if the Biden administration was serious, why, why wouldn't they just claim, you know what? You got to get the shot or else you're not allowed to be here. You got to get the shot or else you are going to be immediately expelled under title. Uh, I believe it's title 42 authority that CDC has the federal government to say, sorry, you're out. Well, because there are special rules for illegal aliens, as you know, because Democrats favor illegal aliens in so many ways. Um, But this is just yet another policy where you have supply chain crisis going on. You are now going to make that substantially worse by possibly pushing a third of truck drivers uh, to go on strike. Or, I mean, depends on how many of them are going internationally, of course. But I'm sure a fair number of them either go to Mexico or Canada. And now if they don't get the shot, they're not going to be allowed to do that. That's this seems like a very, very bad idea. Um, But they're full of bad ideas in New York City. Speaking of mandates where I am, there's now going to be a de Blasio MTA mandate. It seems that's that's the latest Um, or he's at least urging uh, Kathy Hochul to require vaccines for mta workers okay so for mta workers not necessarily for get i was gonna say how are they gonna do this for the subway but so but then why like so why just the workers but not the people on this i mean the whole thing this doesn't make any sense um it's crazy vaccine mandate for all municipal employees what's gonna be really interesting is when they finally have to say fully vaccinated is Whatever, whatever they claim it is at any point in time, if they because now you have to get a booster to be fully vaccinated. If you don't get a booster, you're not fully vaccinated. So how does that work? What's the situation there? Oh, well, they haven't really thought about it very much. You know, the Drudge Report used to be a great conservative site and it has turned into something else. 
But just if you just take a look at the current headlines, because they do a lot of COVID panic stuff on Drudge. But if you look at the current headlines, given where we are with vaccine mandates and everything else that's going on, you might be you might be willing to say to yourself, um, maybe what they told us is going to happen is not actually happening. Even in highly vaccinated New, uh, New England, hospitals are suffering. Huh. Why is that? Hospitals, not just cases now. Now we're talking about severe covid. People are so vaccinated. I thought they'd all be fine. The EU, this is a headline, faces 700,000 more deaths by the spring. Germany mulls full lockdown and a shot mandate. Extreme measures in the EU. But wait, they have the shot and the vaccine and we have therapeutics. Nope. It's always the same thing. Don't you see? It always has been the same thing from the Fauciites, from the lockdowners. Uh, It's I mean, the situation is right now. What it has always been, um, which is that it's never that their covid plans failed. It's that we didn't do their plan hard enough. The only answer is and always will be that we failed to obey. And now we need more of what they wanted to do in the first place. What they wanted to do in the first place. That's always what it is. It's never that they were wrong. It can never be that they were wrong. It has to be something else. And your freedom, your liberty is always the casualty of this. You see it. I see it. This is not a good situation, my friends. Uh, It's only going to get worse here, too. And hospitalizations set a record in Minnesota. These are just the headlines. Italy is going to restrict the unvaccinated. Uh, I mean, you look look at all the all the things that are going on. Fauci says fully vaccinated may mean boosters now. So forever shots, forever shots. Is this what they told us we were facing this spring? Oh, get the shot. It'll be great. You'll be fine forever. You'll be safe. Nope. They were wrong. They were so very, very wrong. It's appalling. But this is the situation. Uh, One more thing. Dollar Tree is going to be a dollar 25 tree soon. I just think that's a perfect explanation of what's going on for the biden administration right now even the dollar the dollar tree store is no longer a dollar thanks joe biden printing money has consequences turns out it's a bad idea tunnel to towers foundation friends the tunnel to towers foundation does such incredible work you know the worst terrorist attack to ever take place on our soil was 20 years ago on 9 11 2979 people lost their lives brave americans responded We all remember the images of firefighters, police officers, Port Authority officers, and so many others. Many even stepped forward to enlist in our armed forces. Since then, more than 7,000 U.S. soldiers made the ultimate sacrifice in the war on terrorism. They fought for us but never came home. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation honored those men and women who gave everything by reading their names aloud for the first time ever in a new annual ceremony on Veterans Day this month. Tunnel to Towers is making sure their sacrifice is never forgotten. The Foundation's season of hope runs from this Thursday, Thanksgiving, to New Year's Eve. At least one mortgage-free home a day is being given away for 37 days to honor America's greatest heroes. Do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T2T.org. So there we have it. That is uh, the show for today, pretty much. Oh, um, 
Thanksgiving. Hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving, a joyful Thanksgiving, a maskless Thanksgiving, vaccinated, unvaccinated, whatever. Folks, we, we all are on borrowed time. Just remember that. So enjoy the holidays you have with your loved ones. And don't let Fauciism ruin Turkey Day for you. Uh, I'm just going to be with my family. I'll try to post some things on uh, my uh, Facebook and Instagram. Cute Tallulah videos and photos. Those always are. We might have all three of the Sexton family dogs in, uh, in the mix, which would be Lila the Cavapoo, hypoallergenic for my uh, brother's wife, uh, Mr. Percy the Pomeranian. He's a very fancy-looking little dog. And then Tallulah, the 32-pound French bulldog. She's a, she's, a, she's a chunk. So she'll be hanging out with us. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to have a very a very uh, peaceful, restful day tomorrow is sort of the plan. I hope you all have the same. I will be in on radio on Friday and will be doing this podcast on Friday. So please do turn in. Uh, tune in. Turn in. Whoa. Tune in. And uh, that's going to be the show for today. Have a, ha- have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, turkeys and shields high.